thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We saved your spot. It's right in front of your screen. So come on in and um, bring your faith with you. I tell you what, uh, expect to hear answers today because we have to learn this. We receive what we expect. We have to join our faith to the word that we hear for that word to, uh, to have its rightful place in our life. Amen. We're going to uh, minister in a particular direction today that I've been wanting to minister on in, for a while now. Um, of course, this broadcast is called Jesus the Healer, but also we not only want you to receive your healing, we want you to know how to hold fast to your healing, how to, how to keep your healing. Amen. Uh, so much of the time, the, the natural mind will think, well, if God heals me, then I'll always be healed. Well, God intends that you always walk in the health that belongs yes. to you. But you have to remember this, you have an enemy. Yes. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Yes. So when we talk about how to keep our healing, we're not, we're not referring to something we have to deal with God about. Uh-huh. We're dealing with the enemy That's about right. that, that you're not taking mm-hmm. what God's blessed me yes. with. Yes. We have to realize that because Satan is a thief, Um, everything that God has blessed you with, Satan is looking to steal it from you. So when we talk about how to keep your healing, we're saying, Satan, you're not taking what God's made mine. And we have to take an active role of resistance. You know, really involved in the Christian life is a flow of resistance, resisting the wrong flow, resisting the flow of the world, resisting wrong thoughts, resisting um, circumstances that try to paint your future different than what God says it is. So that's that's a very active part of the believer's life is resist the devil and he'll flee. That is not to turn us devil-minded. It's to turn us God-minded in the sense God's already blessed me with this and I'm not losing it. I'm not letting go of it. So that resistance is how we protect what God has blessed us with. We resist something from stealing from us. I mean, even when you talk about in military terms, just uh, when a battle is won, they will leave an occupying troops in place, not to continue fighting. 
but to enforce the victory. And when I talk about resisting the devil, I'm talking about enforcing your victory. You don't have to win and fight to get the victory because Jesus won that victory. Listen, we could not, we could not on our own accomplish victory. It took Jesus to come and accomplish victory, but because he, he is victorious, won the victory, defeated Satan totally, handed us the victory. Now, uh, in handing us the victory, he also handed us the privilege and the responsibility of our authority. Meaning we're occupying our victory. Anything that threatens it, we say, no, you don't. No, you don't. I don't have to re-win my victory. I'm keeping the enemy off my victory. Now there's a difference there because you, you, no human could accomplish what Jesus accomplished for us. So you cannot accomplish for your own life victory. It took, it took the Godhead to do that. It took divine ability to do that. But uh, he, that same Godhead playing a role so that we walk in our victory. Not winning it, not winning it, maintaining it. Occupying it, occupying it. And so that's what we're doing. I said, that's what, that's part of our role. It's called, it's part of the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith is not trying to win the victory. It is keeping the enemy off our victory, keeping our enemy from stealing what has been won for us. So know this, the life of faith includes resisting and saying, no, you don't. You know, and and that's not a negative flow. Being a parent, it's the same thing. That's how you keep things in order in your home, in your life, with your family, you, with your children. You say, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're not going that direction. No, you're not touching that. No, you're not saying that. No, you're not doing that. That's all part of keeping the family safe uh, so that you walk in the, the blessing of the inheritance that is yours. You say, you say to opposition, no, you don't. You say to pain, no, you don't. Amen. Um, symptoms, pain. All of these are nothing but the temptation to be sick. The temptation. But we're not taking that. We're we're resist. Just as we would resist the temptation to worry, resist the temptation to fear, we resist the temptation to be sick. Symptoms and pain are the temptation to be sick. And we say, no, you don't. Amen. We talk to it. Now, um, so we're going to talk more about that, about how to keep your healing. Um, But I want to refer to, before we do, I want to go back to a few foundational healing scriptures. We need to feed on these. We need to be fortified with these. They are the foundation of God's word that teaches us that healing is ours so that we know that when we're resisting, it's from a a foundation of healing, God's word that we're standing on. That we're not just resisting from our place. We're resisting from the solid foundation of the word. So I want to give you some of those foundational healing scriptures. Isaiah chapter 53, verses four and five. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The Amplified Translation says he's borne our sicknesses, our pains, our weaknesses, our distresses. 
So it says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But look at this. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment that purchased our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We're not trying to be healed. We are healed. Yes. Now notice this. This is written, uh, recorded in the book of Isaiah. It's the Old Testament looking forward. Yes. Seeing what Jesus would be doing. Seeing ahead in time. So it says by his stripes we are healed. But I want you to see what 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 says. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So Isaiah looking forward said you are. Peter looking back at Calvary said you were. So what's that mean? We are, we were. We all of that. (laughs) Amen. We're not trying to get it. That's who we are. That's, that is our present possession. We are the healed. We are not trying to become the healed. We know more than we are trying to become the saved. Once you're born again and receive Jesus, you are the saved. In the same plan, you are the healed. You are the prosperous. You are the peaceful. You are the joyful. Amen. That was purchased for you. So I was healed back when Jesus paid that price. If we could say this, Isaiah was looking forward to see the payment that would come. Jesus came up and came and picked up on, really Isaiah was by credit saying what was going to happen. Jesus came and paid that credit bill off. Amen. So what's that mean? You were healed when back then? The price was paid back then. But with our faith, we receive now the price he paid back then. Amen. Then Matthew verse 8, 17 says this, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Notice this. One day the Spirit of God brought this phrase, the first part of the verse to me, because we focus on the second part, which is right. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But the Holy Spirit referred me back to the first part. Mm -hmm. That is that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken. God had Isaiah to speak it and Jesus fulfilled it. Now we speak it and it's fulfilled in us. Mm-hmm. So we see that it's what's spoken is fulfilled. The unspoken goes unfulfilled. Jesus fulfilled what Isaiah said, but for that power to work and be fulfilled in our life, we have to say it. Amen. So we say, I'm the healed. We say, I was healed at Calvary. Amen. His stri- by his stripes, I was healed. Amen. Then we look at at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It reads this, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. What is the curse of the law? Well, it was spiritual death or separation from God. Sickness, poverty. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Uh, why? Because he, w- he was hung on a tree. He paid the price. Amen. That the blessing, what's the blessing? 
Freedom from spiritual death. What's that now mean? Eternal life. Yes. Freedom from sickness, Amen. health. Amen. Freedom from poverty, right. prosperity. Yes. Amen. Uh, that, that the blessing of Abraham is on us now. Yes. Amen. And then Romans chapter 8 and verse 2 says this, for the law of the spirit of life. Look at that. It's yes. a law. Yes. It works every time. Yes. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The same power that raised him is the same power working in us. It raised us and that's what's working in us. And it's a law. Then uh, Psalm chapter 100, 107 verse 20 says this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So notice this, healing came with the word he sent. He sent his word and healed them. I receive the word, I receive what comes with the word, healing. So when I read this for myself, I say, I receive the word that has healed me. Amen. And it has delivered me from my destructions. Amen. Notice it says here, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from, it doesn't say delivered them from destructions, Mm -hmm. delivered them from their destructions. Because what the devil tries to work against different people's life is different. What would destroy one uh, might not be a strategy worked against someone else. And so whatever would would threaten them, they're delivered from it. Psalm chapter 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed. That's a past tense. Has already redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Well, what's the hand of the enemy? Anything that flows from his kingdom. Sickness flows from his kingdom. Spiritual death flows from him. Uh, uh, Poverty flows from him. Fear flows from him. Depression, worry, anxiety, anything that flows from his kingdom, we're delivered from it. Now notice how it reads, let the redeemed of the Lord, that's us. If you're born again, that's you. Let the redeemed of the Lord, look at this, we have responsibility, say, say so. Because we're redeemed, we're to say, I'm redeemed. Uh, what's this let us know? This redemption is voice activated. That when we say something, it activates what ha- what belongs to us. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Notice, so it's not an automatic operation. We have to add our saying, which we could say this, which is the releasing of our faith. Faith That's is right. released That's through right. what we say. Amen. So he's saying the redeemed of the Lord have to add their faith to this. And they have to say something. So what do we say? I am, the, I am redeemed and I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy, I, which is sickness, pain, uh, mental torment, harassment, lack. Amen. Anything that comes from that kingdom. So uh, we say this, our redemption goes into operation when we say it. This is why many times people, uh, Christians who are fully redeemed, but yet are not experiencing the benefit of that redemption. Uh, what are they missing? Uh, just start saying it. Just start saying it. Amen. Then we see Exodus chapter 23 verses 25 and 26. It says this, and ye shall serve the Lord, your God. Uh, other translations say worship. 
worship the Lord your God. Serving is really, it's a flow of our life. It's not something we only do on Sunday or church service time. It's it's the lifestyle we live. It's a lifestyle of worshiping God. It's a lifestyle of praising God. Amen. Ye shall serve the Lord your God. And notice this, he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Notice when we start, if I could say, stepping into the flow of ministering to him, uh, that what he's doing is important in our life. And we start doing that. We worship him. We, we make ourselves available to him. We give him place in our life. Notice this. And he, he comes on the scene. He shall bless your bread and your water which is symbolic of that which you partake of. Uh, And look look at this, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. So notice if this, if sickness has been trying to live with you, it's not too late. You can get rid of it. Why? You just take this verse, put it in your mouth and say, I serve the Lord. I worship the Lord. He is, he is the one I'm living for. I'm yielding my life to him. And when you do notice this, the blessing goes into operation and then sickness can be taken from the midst of you. It doesn't matter how long it's been there. Notice it can be right in the middle of your life, right in the middle of your body, right in the middle of your situation. And notice he'll take it from the midst of you. Uh, Sometimes people can see the pattern of sickness trying to work in their whole family. Many family members, he'll take it from the midst of you. Amen. Amen. Then it goes on and says, there shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in the land. This talks about your future. This is talking about generations that are come after you. Amen. Amen. That you can have the children that you long and desire to have. And God, there's a covenant for that. Amen. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in the land. And I love the next phrase. And the number of thy days I will fulfill. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Then we can go over to Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. It tells us this about faith, what faith does. Faith calleth those things which be not as though they were. Well, Pastor Nancy, what do you mean by that? Well, um, when you need money for a certain situation and it's not there, you call it. Call those things. When the body uh, has pain in it, you call, my body is pain free. You call it. You don't call it the way it is. You call it the way you want it to be. I call my body pain-free. In the, pa- in the face of pain, I call it pain-free. In the face of disease, I call my body disease-free. Amen. I call my body whole. I so appreciate the wording that Jesus stated when he walked up to the, the man at the pool of Bethesda. Uh, there around that pool, he walks up to this man and he says to him, because he's been crippled 38 years, he's been in that condition, 38 years. So I don't care how long something's been that way, it doesn't have to stay that way. Amen. 38 years it had been that way. Jesus walks up to him and he says, will thou be made whole? 
do you want to be whole? Mm -hmm. Notice he didn't just offer him healing, he'd offered him wholeness. Put back. Amen. Uh, I don't just want the pain to leave. I want restored. Yes. I want wholeness. Yes. I want things put yes. back. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, how is that going to happen, Pastor Nancy? Romans 4, 17 tells us, calling those things which be not as though they were. I call my body healed and I call parts put back. I call strength put back. I call wholeness put back in Jesus' name. Amen. You call it. Uh, Don't call it the way you see it. Look, it says it calls those things which be not as though they were. Well, they are in God's realm. So we're calling it the way God calls it. We're calling it the way his realm has made it. And we're telling it, get to this realm, get to my body, get to my life. Uh, Heaven authorizes you to call it. Remember what it says, um, the kingdom of heaven suffereth or allows and invites violence. And then it tells what that violence is. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it. Take it by force. Not natural force, not physical force, the force of faith. By the force of faith, we take it. We take it. This is the same thing as Paul said in Romans, mm-hmm. calling mm-hmm. those things. How do you take it? With what you say. Right. Amen. I'm taking my health. It, it belongs to me. Yes. I'm taking wholeness. It belongs to me. Yes. Amen. We are not, I love something uh, that Brother Copeland has taught us so well. We are not the sick trying to get healed. Yes. We are the healed and we are refusing our uh, our health from being stolen from us. Yes. Yes. We're refusing to have uh, a, a symptom-free, pain-free body stolen from us. Right. Amen. Yes. So we have to call that which belongs to us. Don't call what we see. Uh-huh. Don't call what we yes. feel. Uh, don't call it the way it is. Uh-huh. Call it the way God calls it. So you're authorized to say, I thank you. I call my body pain-free. I call my body disease-free. I call my body sickness-free. I call my mind torment-free. I call my mind fear-free. Amen. No one can do your calling for you. Faith calleth those things which be not as though they were. It's so key. This is... This is the the language of faith. Faith has its own talk. It has its own way of talking, its own way of speaking. It doesn't sound like like any other other language. It's God talk, calling those things. Amen. Then we, of course, go to Mark 11. How can we ever talk about healing and faith and not go to Mark 11, 23 and 24? Uh, Mark 11, verse 23 says, For verily I say unto you, who's speaking? Jesus is speaking. He said, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. I like this word, whosoever. That whosoever. The who's the whosoever he's referring to? Well, what does it say in verse 22? Uh, 
have faith in God or have the faith of God. That's the whosoever he's talking about. Those who have faith. Those who have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever has the faith of God in his heart shall say. Amen. Amen. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain. What's a mountain mean? Uh, we're not to talk to the mountain. We're to, or talk about the mountain. We're to talk to the mountain. So many are talking about their ob- obstacles, about the opposition, about the pain, the symptoms, the disease. It doesn't say talk about it. It says talk to it. The more we talk about it, the bigger it grows. The more we talk to it, the more it's removed. Amen. Amen. We don't remove it. We talk to it. (laughs) And words of faith, Mm -hmm. God's power meets it and it's removed by his power. But we have to give him words for his power to be assigned to that mountain. So that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Notice this in his heart. Can you doubt in your mind? Doubts can come to your mind even while you're speaking words of faith to your mountain. But don't matter. Don't, don't be concerned about that. It doesn't matter what comes to the mind. It's about what you believe in your heart. Amen. The faith in your heart will work even when thoughts thoughts of doubt are coming against your mind. Because know this, just because it comes to your mind doesn't mean it came from your mind. The devil will try to insert and suggest thoughts of doubt. Ignore them. Answer them with the word and don't be concerned. They're not your thoughts. You know what? One of the primary ways to answer it is say, that's not my thought. And you just believe with your heart and speak those words that are in agreement with the faith that's in your heart. I'm so glad Jesus said that. Uh, That uh, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. He didn't even bring up the mind. Why? Because this is a heart issue. This is a faith issue. There's no faith in your mind. The faith is in your heart. Amen. Uh, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. So what you say, what you're to say is things I say come to pass. The things I'm calling for, it comes to pass. The things I'm believing for, they come to pass. Amen. Amen. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's God's part. He'll make, he'll make sure it comes to pass. Amen. And then verse 24, therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the word. This is our foundation for holding fast to our healing and not allowing the healing that belongs to us to be stolen from us. Amen. Well, we've got more to teach on on this. We're just looking at the cover right now. We haven't even turned the page, but we're going to go further. You don't want to miss it. And until next time, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. 
your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. The enemy tries to steal from us everything that God has blessed us with, including our healing. We not only need to know how to receive our healing that Jesus purchased for us, but also know how to hold fast to that which we have. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.